In a world where full-length motion pictures exist, two men have the power to navigate their stories. Join Jeff and Michael as they attempt to recall some of their favorite movie memories. Okay, another episode of Movie Memories Podcast. Um, I feel like I have to do this every time because now I'm getting into a rhythm, but if you haven't listened to us before, it's a movie where Jeff and I, um, who's also on here, is going to challenge each other to recall some of our favorite movies by memory without any uh, outside help. So, And trying to hold to the sanctity of the podcast and not watch the movies ahead of time or anything like that or try to guess <laughs> at what's coming next. Like this is all just flying by the seat of our pants if you can't tell already. And if you couldn't tell by listening to any of our older episodes, yeah. So you are you have something for me. I do. Is yes. it is it gonna be good? I I mean it's it's all in the eye of the beholder, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it makes no sense at all. Yeah. Um Yeah. This is this is a pretty good one. Okay. I mean, I'm kind. Of, I mean, I'm excited. We just did uh, our guest episode, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and we've been pushing ourselves to the limit of trying to remember some of the more obscure titles we have on the list. So, I mean, I'm I'm excited to just keep going. So it doesn't yeah. matter what the movie is, whether I suck at it or not. Let's just do it. All right. You want you want the quote? Sure. You want the quote? All right. All right. Come find me when you wake up. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Come find me when you wake up. Why does that sound so familiar? It's like, uh, Come find me when you wake up. I know it. And I'm going to feel so dumb whenever I realize it. Come yes. find me when you wake up. It's... Shit. Nope. It's just not coming into my head. Like I can I can like almost see the line being said. <laughs> Do you want another quote? Yeah, let's try one more. All just right, this, all, just... Right. all right, let me let me uh hold on. I had it right here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I feel like you'll get it if if I tell you this. Oh one. okay. No, 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 no. I got it. Oh, uh, what is it? Edge of tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I could literally see like almost see Emily Blunt's face saying it. And I was yes. like, Oh, when it, what is this movie? I know it. And she, yeah. Saying it to Tom Cruise. Uh, although that line, because that scenario kind of happened so many times, right. uh, I can't exactly picture w- when in the movie it said. Oh, so you're okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like I can't remember if that's during a battle and, uh, or, or what? I want. I want to see if you can get there when we go over it. Yeah, it's uh, funny because yeah. in my head I should feel. I feel kind of confident knowing, like, okay, I've, I have actually seen a you know this movie a handful of times for being what two thousand eighteen seventeen. 2014, oh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by, do you know the guy? No. Um, I, I wish I did off the top of my head because I feel like I should, but I don't. He, I mean, 
the the movie other than this that he's known for uh i think it's board identity yeah so oh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't done many yeah 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 but, which is funny is like when born identity came out it was such a big deal um but those fight scenes which we thought were so like visceral yes. and intense when you look back and watch them now it's kind of like there's so many cuts so many so many cuts so fast that they're actually kind of hard to watch now yeah there are there are a lot of cuts in that movie but that's not what we're here to talk about no 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 as of tomorrow okay um so yeah yeah so 2014 it's almost 10 years old tom cruise emily blunt about it's a time i love time movies i love all time travel movies um and this is a time loop movie right and i kind of actually get why you said it was 2017 or 18 yeah, because I feel like a lot of people didn't see this in theaters. At least none of the people I know. I I didn't. I saw it yeah. like when it maybe not released to streaming. I'm trying to think of when I did see it, but it wasn't in theater. But ever since I had watched it, I was like, you know what? This is actually like really well done. It's pretty good. It's not Tom yeah. Cruise being like over the top. You know, like it's not Tom Cruise being cast as Tom Cruise. I think that's why people didn't watch it because that's what they expected. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like he's yeah. just, it, it almost like you could have put anybody in the role, but he wasn't like a super spy or, no. you know, meant to be the best. Like he, because he turns out not to be and it's really like Emily Blunt that's like the the best soldier. But anyway, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow, it's a time loop, loop movie about an alien invasion and how they have to try and stop it. Yep. Yep. yep, um, yep. The problem is, is I think you're going to have to get me through like the opening scene. <laughs> the opening scene. I can't remember if it's one of those movies where it starts ahead or it, not. It starts uh, after the invasion. Yeah, it's already has the already invasion's happened. already happened. Oh, is doesn't it almost with like a monologue or not a monologue? Uh, uh, uh honestly what am I to think of? it's like one of the one of my least favorite ways to open a movie uh, it's a it's, montage it's just right? a montage of news yes. clips okay and, yeah, yeah so it starts yeah. with uh so it starts with a montage of yeah news clips about the invasion yeah and giving you a little exposition about the aliens and where they've advanced and and the new developments in weaponry to try to combat it. Mm-hmm. And that most of it, I think, was like in Europe or something like that. Yes. And that there's this new offensive that they're trying to put in place to, they think they have the aliens on the run, right? I, I think we're starting to win a little bit. They, um, yeah, they came out with a new uh, exo suit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so they start getting yeah. some victories. And in fact, they show, this is, I think they first feature... Emily Blunt's character, the angel of Versailles. Verdun. Verdun. Verdun, yeah. not Versailles. Verdun. Um, <laughs> they, they call her the angel of Verdun because she ended up being a, like a super soldier in that battle. Yeah. Which yeah. we find out why later. But the angel of Verdun and she, they continue with this new story, essentially saying like, yeah, we've got them on the ropes. We're going to be, which is Thinking about it now, I guess because it's aliens, you could probably take a few things for granted in the type of aliens this movie has. 
thinking you could just broadcast your plans on TV, yeah. <laughs> not worry about them finding out what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But these are more, for those that haven't seen it, these are more like um, creature aliens that obviously do have some sort of intelligence, but not like humanoids where you'd think that they'd uh, deploy those types of tactics. Anyway, right. we're almost done with that news montage. So... Um, towards the end of the montage, you start to see Tom Cruise's character get yeah, introduced yeah, into yeah, the yeah. montage he, because he's like a basically military PR guy. Yeah, um, yeah, pretty high ranking. I think he's in the army, but by the end of it, he's the one that's like actually going news station to news station, saying like, I can't remember what phrase he says towards the end of it, but. Uh, I don't remember any phrase, but he was pushing the new exosuit. Exactly. He's pushing the exosuit. He's pushing the mission. He's getting everybody behind it. A PR guy for the for the military. Um, oh, and I think they at some point say that um, like the world had basically come together. So there's like a one world military, I think, led by uh, – it's yeah. not that important, but like yeah, led uh, by yeah. the US or NATO or something. Something like that, yeah. So, but yeah, towards the end of it, you're introduced to his character. He ends up on the screen, new show to new show, pushing all of this. And then I think it cuts to him walking off of the set of a new show, right? Mm, no, not, I mean. After the montage, maybe I'm thinking. Not specifically. Like if you're, if you're thinking it goes into a scene, no. It, it cuts right to the helicopter going to uh, where Brennan Gleason's character okay. is. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Never mind. I thought like the montage ended with his last appearance on TV and then he walks off and then, yeah. He, so he is in a helicopter. Um, he's flying with some other officials to the, uh, I guess you could just call it headquarters, like command. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Exactly. And, Gets off the helicopter and into a meeting with, oh, yeah, what did we call him? What was his name? Brandon Gleason. <laughs> yeah, Brandon Gleason. <laughs> well, we called him like Jack and yeah, the Gleasons. <laughs> so funny enough from Gangs of New York. Yeah, um, Gangs of New York. <laughs> I think he is basically introduced as he's like the commanding general or a leader in charge of the Allied forces or the United yes. Forces. Yes, yes, exactly. And um, Tom Cruise just gets into a conversation with him, and then eventually, out of that conversation, Gleason says, uh, "Yeah, you're guess you're going to be on the front lines yes. of this invasion." And Tom Cruise is like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, you're going to be there." And Tom that, Cruise starts to try and throw his weight around, like his rank yeah, and yeah, yeah. who he knows and his position and all that, saying like, "No, there's absolutely no way. I'm not a combat operative." Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Gleason's like, you're selling this mission. So I need you there to sell the invasion or whatever. But I can't remember. Does he like tell him why at that point? Kind of like, this is also like, we don't like you in this position or something like that. Well, he was, he was pushing the new exosuit. Mm -hmm. And uh, they told him that he had to be on the beach with the first wave right. to show the world the new suit yeah and then tom cruise is basically like wait what what do you mean the first wave it's like yep, we're taking you to the front right that's where we're going to show everyone what's happening 
and it's at this point <laughs> when he he tries to like blackmail Brendan Gleeson by saying is like everyone's yeah. gonna find out that um you're the reason we lose the war blah 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 yeah and that's when I'll, I'll leave it to you to explain the rest <laughs> yeah so there is this transition and I was just trying to think of it in my head I don't remember exactly how he kind of gets stripped of his almost identity um but he orders some guys into the room to essentially escort him out right and on to boot camp yes or not boot camp but the staging area for the invasion but i yeah. can't remember like doesn't he does he get knocked unconscious first uh yeah right because a man enters the room and uh well no he's on his way out of the room. Yeah. And then Brandon Gleason says, arrest this man. And That's, oh yeah, because of what he just said. And he's, yeah. uh, trying to, um, uh, what is that Des- called? Desert- desertion. Yeah. yeah. As a deserter, um, from his post. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he gets escorted out by some gentlemen from the office. And I think as he's being escorted, he starts to resist arrest essentially. And then, I think they clock him and knock him out. Right. And I, I do want to say that the opening where Tom Cruise is made out to be a coward is what actually hooked me on yeah. this film. Like what kept me watching. Cause it was like, Oh, me too. That's the thing. Like <laughs> this movie, I mean, we could talk about it more after go back and rewatch it, but this movie, like, I don't know. It just, maybe if someone else was cast in the role, it maybe would have had more Kerr repeal because, I don't know. Some people, you know, get burnt out on Tom Cruise. Right. But I feel like he was like great in this role. He's a little bit older. So, right. You know, he's clearly not a young grunt. And um, like you said, he's clear. He's early on made out to be, yeah, a coward, like trying to run away from the fight and willing to blackmail, you know, uh, the leader of the United Forces against an alien invasion in right. order not to fight. And, yeah, he has to fight him. His he has to f- find, I think, himself, and he does so by leaning on others that are around him. Uh, I think it kind of just fits. Like this, I love this movie. It's actually really good. Oh, anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so he gets knocked unconscious. Uh, screen goes black. Uh, screen comes back on with "Get up, maggot!" and he throws some boots at Tom Cruise. Um, mm-hmm. Some, I mean, drill sergeant, whatever, um, wakes Tom Cruise up. Who's a, I never understood this. Like, why'd they just dump him on this like pile of bags, <laughs> but, <laughs> and, you know, instead of like waking him up somewhere else, but he, uh, gets woken up by a drill, his drill sergeant and is told to get up and get in line. And what are you doing? Just laying there. Um, and he gets escorted by him. Oh, he's uh, Tom Cruise starts to try to like tell him like, hey, um, I'm actually so and so and I'm a major and all this stuff. And he's like, shut up, maggot. And he he won't listen to him. Um, I can't remember if it's this time around that he does like get through his head a little bit, the drill sergeants. And so he brings them to his commanding officer, which is. Oh, oh you have to get this right. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Uh, who's yeah, he's uh, who is played by Bill Paxton, and and uh, 
I think Bill Paxton, like, you know, poised with them a little bit by saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like you, this is happening. Like uh, here, follow me. I'll take care of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he escorts him to where Tom Cruise thinks like is maybe safety for him, but it's actually just to his, the same destination, which is, um, to his barracks, his temporary barracks with his squad. Yeah. Yep. They introduce, he introduces them to the squad, squad to him and pushes them in with them. They have this little routine. I think some of them are playing cards on bunk bed. They were, um, they're gambling. Yeah. Gambling on a bunk bed, a couple other things. Um, and a little bit of time goes by and the drill sergeant shows back up to the barracks with the squad and he, um, catches them gambling this or that um and i can't remember what he says to like punish them it's like y'all are responsible for what's tom uh, cruise's uh, character uh, his name do you remember cage i think okay cage is that what they keep calling him though because don't they like essentially scrub his identity where um he has like new orders and new name not that maybe sticks maybe not mind. a new name, but like he had paperwork or whatever. It's like says here, this is exactly where he's supposed to be or whatever. Yeah, he's he's a major. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think he, they do point out like we heard you were a deserter. Well, that's why why you're here, and like we're not going to let you out of our sights because I think he was still handcuffed at that time. Yeah, he was. He, he took the handcuffs off. Uh, I was about he, to I was about to do the quote that Bill Paxton does here. That was oh, my okay. next quote. Um, if you want me to. Yeah, do it, do it. Because I can't remember everything that's said there, but I know it's important because as I get into it and fill in the whole time loop thing, you know, it serves a purpose. Battle is the great redeemer. It is the fiery crucible in which true heroes are forged. The one place where all men truly share the same rank, regardless of what kind of parasitic scum they they were going (laughs) in. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's Um, Cage, Cage and... uh, uh, let me. <laughs> I have to cut this. Yeah, Master so, Master Sergeant Farrell is Bill Paxton. Oh, Sergeant Farrell. Yeah, yeah that's Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, because I think he says it a couple times. But um, all right. So Cage is there with the squad. Um, uh, okay, I, I remember. I just got this a little messed up, but when he's introduced, when Master Sergeant Farrell drops him off with the squad, he the Farrell, as he dumps him in with the squad, he catches them gambling. Yes. He starts going I, off I, and calling them by name and everything, like, what do we have here? And he catches he lifts the blanket and sees the cards and Right. You were you were going off on a tangent and I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't you, you I, lost me. I was like, what is this? I just pictured it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. when when it happens. I just couldn't remember at first I thought like he leaves and someone else shows up um, mm-hmm. at the barracks. But anyway, calls them all out on it. And I think he like gives them some punishment, maybe PT first thing or latrine duty. Um, and that's, that's the end of that. There's a little yeah, bit of well, an introduction with the squad, right? Yeah. When they, when he catches them gambling, he makes them all eat their cards. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, after that is when they talk about the, the actual exosuits mm-hmm. and they show uh, Cage in one. That's the, okay. the following yeah, yeah. scene. Yeah, exactly. Because they're starting to basically get ready for the invasion. Yeah. Um, 
and they're all getting outfitted in their gear, the exosuits, which are like clamp on exosuits uh, that they stand into that are battery operated, big guns attached to them. Everyone's got their own little thing. Um, Cage, who was touting them, doesn't know how to use them or fit in them. So I think somebody helps him um, a little bit (laughs) with his fitting. And I think this isn't the point where he's uh, trying to figure out how to turn the safety off. Well, uh, like, I want to say no one really helps him in this because oh, he does at the beginning. No, 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 because he asks uh, how to turn the safety off. No yeah. one answers his question. And uh, that he keeps bringing it up. He brought it up in the scene where he, like, first was looking at the suit and he's inside yes. it. And then later when they're actually in the yes. Their in the craft. plane yeah. yeah yeah i know it's a thing it's a thing that's the only reason i mentioned it yeah, like <laughs> trying to figure out how to even turn the safety off okay yeah. and then the next thing is they're all walking out of the hangar trotting towards the planes to load up mm-hmm. for the invasion mm-hmm. yeah uh, they get into the plane planes take off uh, they're hooked in right? Um, right their exosuits are hooked into the planes kind of parallel down the middle of it um and some of them, you know, it does the typical thing. They are approaching this invasion, flying towards enemy forces that they think are on the run and they're going to be just fine. Um, Farrell's not in there. It's the drill sergeant. Um, no, he's, he's in giving, there. Oh, he is? Yeah, okay. he's in there. He, he gives a speech about, you know, how they're going to come out and it's going to be great and all that jazz. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, And right in the middle of his speech, boom. You know, something hits the aircraft. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember if he dies immediately, like if it hits right next to him. Mm-mm. So big hole in the side of the aircraft. Chaos ensues. They open up the drop doors and scream like to drop, 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 you know, because they've been hit. And some of them drop and some of them don't. And Cage can't even figure out how to get his to deploy. Um, yeah. And it's a good thing because if he dropped immediately, I think like, he would have died but eventually he does get it deployed and this uh-huh. is a pretty cool scene it's almost like a oneer once he does deploy yeah when I he's think yeah when he's still the, hanging on the yeah because he the like cable camera falls with him he's suspended by the cable that doesn't detach from the plane he's whirling through the air as the plane is crashing towards the beach and then eventually it detaches he lands i don't know i think face first into the water on the beach and it's a huge giant chaotic battle um without going into too much uh, crazy detail he starts to go uh walk onto the beach he sees one of those squad mates like screaming at him like come on come on and rushing ahead Mm -hmm. and then he gets like crushed by something um i think a falling oh yeah yeah yeah. aircraft that was one of the aircraft yeah yeah falls and crushes one of them right as he's like looking back and yelling at cage like come on and he gets crushed yes um cage just goes from cover to cover seeing all of this and these insane events unfold there's too many for me to like even remember yeah there's a lot um it's a lot and what's crazy is Again, I think this is point, kind of pointed out to be like we got they had it all wrong. They're obviously being led into a trap mm-hmm. um, to be decimated at this beach. This is uh, 
Eventually, Cage ends up into this crater in the ground with a few of his other squad mates who are trying to fight off um, these creatures, which kind of look insane. They're like, I actually like the animation and the creature design. They're like constantly fluctuating with tentacles out of their back, but they kind of look like giant hounds. They're constantly Um, blurring. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little bit blurry and their faces are always like their mouths are like almost always open and like just emitting sound. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of crawl under the sand and all sorts of stuff. But anyway, he's in this crater, the squad's trying to defend themselves. And then I think a blue, they're blue, right? Um, You you got the right idea with the color, but there are two different ones. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's some red ones that are kind of like foot soldiers. Yes. And then there's some blue hued ones that they find out are, um, they're kind of like commanders on the field. Yes. Um, squad leaders. They're barking telekinetic, not telekinetic, telepsychotic. <laughs> the telekinetic <laughs> they're, they're barking, oh, telepathic. Duh, that's the word. They're barking telepathic orders to their foot soldiers. One of these um, is starting to sneak up behind the squad, I think. And I can't remember all the details, but eventually what happens is uh, Cage finally figures out how to undo the safety on his gun as he's about to be killed by this blue one. Yes. And it's right above his face and he shoots it. But unfortunately, the blood is molten. Yeah, well, he Right. Yeah, he grabs a claymore and he holds it in front of him and it explodes. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And I think it uh I think it hits like you said it's molten. Yep. I'm not sure if the explosion from the claymore itself did anything to Cage. It's hard to tell in that scene, but Yeah, but what eventually what essentially happens is because he blows it the creature up right in his face, the creature's blood spills out all over Cage's face underneath mm-hmm. him and kills cage but it's killed with that blue alien's blood into his brain and then screen goes black and then you're snap snap right back to get up maggot and throwing the boots on on him on your feet (laughs) maggot and cage clearly is totally confused uh doesn't know where he is starts freaking i i think this is he freaks out this time around because he, it's he, like a weird form of deja vu and he doesn't he's like didn't this just happen like yeah, yeah he, okay so he's dazed through this one yeah 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 yeah. so yeah. he's totally dazed like what the hell just happened like i was just on that battlefield now i'm right back here uh almost goes through the exact same motions it kind of skips ahead a little bit i think this first time through it actually plays kind of almost through the whole thing just so it really solidifies it with the audience but same lines same speech mm-hmm. you said that uh yeah. Farrell gives. Um, introduced to the same squad, same bunks, same events, catching them gambling, yeah. um, going through the exosuit again, getting onto the plane. Yeah. And I think it's at the plane that Cage first kind of has this moment of, we gotta get out of here. Like this plane is gonna go down and He's trying to get somebody's attention and they're like, what? And then boom, he gets hit right on time. I'm not sure if it's the first one or the second time he comes back uh, when they 
they took they tie him up with duct tape. Yeah, I, th- and, I think it's like the second or third. Yeah, because he keeps saying what's going to happen. They're yeah, all freaking out, going nuts. <laughs> um, and so he lands on the beach, and the same thing ensues. Like he lands on the beach, he sees that guy get crushed again, and he gets killed in a different way. And when he dies, snap back. Yep, right to that point. Um, and it does this like. I could try and remember each yeah, instance. Yeah, you don't have to. It's, yeah, it's just a bunch of... It does of... this probably like four times, but each of the times it, there's jump cuts just making the montage a little faster. But essentially Cage is real. He slowly wakes up to the fact that, oh, this is reality. This is going to happen every time and I'm going to die. So he starts to try to get people's attention, try to tell them what's happening. He starts to even quote people and the squad. When he gets introduced to the squad, he's like... Right. I, I I can tell you exactly what's going to happen. And if you don't believe me, watch and quotes, this guy quotes, that guy tells him exactly where the cards are. Um, starts to figure out, I think the exosuit and when to detaches line from the ship. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember if it's here's a part that's kind of blurry between here and the next big phase of the movie where after this montage, does the does it lead into him trying to escape? So I think his it's, first attempts to escape. Uh, are you talking about like from the entire mission? No, like just get, yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of like to get away from the mission. Like when he first tries to um, get away from the squad. I believe know, the first time he tries to like after he realizes that the cake the day keeps repeating and he can't do anything about. Yeah, the outcome. Um, the outcome. Yeah. That's when he tries to get to Rita Vertasky. Because he's like, he sees her, I think he sees her die, and then he tries to figure out a way to get to her, and the first time he tries, he immediately dies. And then it just repeats from that point, instead of going all the way back to the beginning of the day. So now as a viewer, you're like, oh, they're just going to keep repeating and showing how he gets through all these situations. Yeah. Um, I don't think he really tries to escape other than uh, it's like, <laughs> I've watched this. I watched this so, once the other day and then yeah. like half of it again. And I still <laughs> don't remember. So <laughs> like, there is a point in which he starts to try to figure out how to break away from the invasion. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that, that he's going to keep dying. And so he tries to do it during PT when the squad is walk, running on the tarmac and, um, somebody gets called out oh, and they have to all get down for push-ups. That is for um, getting to see Rita in her training th- oh, like I th- area. I thought the first time it happened, he runs into Rita on accident. It is, but that's on the battlefield. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's, that's on accident. And he sees her and that's when she gives that quote, find me when you wake up. Okay. And when he wakes up, he realizes that she's on like the other side of the like command center, and he okay. can't get to her without like. So, away from so then group. that montage, I guess, does line up with him starting to attain, like, okay, if I can't do anything about this, then I better like try to predict everything that's happening so that mm-hmm. I survive on this beach. And right. he gets a little good at it, and I think that's when Rataski does see him being getting good at it, and he goes. Maybe he saves her the first time on the battlefield because he realizes he should save her. 
Yes, she, exactly. That exactly he, happens. Yeah, he like moves her out of the way of an attacking alien, and then like just puts his arm out and shoots it in the head, knowing that it would be there. And that's when she's like, "Click, um, oh, I know what's going on with this guy." Yes, exactly. The first okay. time it happens, he pushes her out of the way, and the, he ends up with a hole in his chest. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, she yeah. just so takes he's his tried ammo. it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, but I can't remember what motivated him to do it, other than I think him just knowing that she's like a super important. soldier. Yeah, she's you know a super important, soldier. and he his best chance of survival is maybe her surviving. Exactly. Um. So yeah, she says that line. Yeah, find me when you wake up because he's dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was already dying. She's like, find me when you wake up. Okay. Um, so then he starts to try to figure out, okay, I've got to escape uh, from my squad so that I can mm-hmm. go find Ritaski. Um, it is funny. I, I'll, I'll try to like go through this part quickly. <laughs> but, you know, squad is on the tarmac. Um, they're doing some PT. It's showing a different part of the day you don't normally see leading up to the invasion. Yeah. Somebody gives the sergeant some lip. Maybe it's him. Stops the squad. Is everyone has to get down and do push-ups. And there's a truck approaching the squad, uh, running parallel with them. And so he thinks I'll roll from the push-up push-up position through underneath the the truck and escape the other side of the truck. They won't see me. They won't notice. Yeah. But the first the first couple <laughs> attempts that he does it, like one of the like, times ah! I think yeah, he gets run over, like he's trying to time it and he's like one, two, three and rolls. And then just you see the bump of the truck go <laughs> yeah. over his body. And and everyone's oh! reaction is yeah, just like, oh, my God, like, what the hell did he just <laughs> do that for? Like I thought, I mean, that's so good. Um, but eventually he gets the timing right. Yeah. Uh, is escapes across the compound to a training um, area where Ritaski is there training to fight these things. Yeah. Um, she doesn't, of course, she doesn't remember this, right? He has to explain himself as a total stranger, mm-hmm. um, which he eventually does. I think he eventually convinces her uh, just through talk, um, like, this is what's happening to me. Yeah. And she eventually believes him and then lets him in to a room to introduce him to this guy. I can't remember his name or the actor's name. The scientist man. Yeah, he's a yep. scientist who explains what's going on in his theory. And the theory is, is that there is a hive mind for these aliens. And this hive mind moves around uh, the planet and it controls everything. And the way that it controls all the aliens and the way that the aliens are able to figure out how to beat the humans at every step of the way, um, seemingly is that they can, because they've seen it before, right? They, the hive mind learns from its mistakes, resets time, um, yeah. back and then moves forward with a new plan until they figure out the one that works. Right. Um, and what happens is, uh, that's what they explained to him. You killed one of the blue ones, which is like a, an extension of the hive mind. And now you have its power temporarily. They don't know how for long or, you know, and all that jazz, eventually you lose it. You just don't know when it is. And you, you know that you're close to losing it. When you start to have visions, you start to share visions with the hive mind. Um, 
And it's funny, this is the first time that you've had the conversation uh, that he, you see the conversation between Ritaski, Cage, and the scientist. Yeah. But by the end of it, um, he's actually explaining to them that we've had this conversation a lot of times. Yes. I've made it. So I, and I kind of like that aspect of the movie. It's like, wait a minute, what? You... Um, yeah. Uh, we've just missed an entire part of the movie. Very, but, very Groundhog Day. Yes. But it's very cool because it's like you don't need to see it to believe it. Right. You know, Tom Cruise is like, we've had this conversation. I don't know how many times. And he's like, it doesn't work. Like I, I've started to have the the visions and I can't figure out how to get past a certain point. Um, and I think I know where it is now. Um, yeah. They, he explains a damn and uh some yeah. i think it's german yeah yeah some like words yeah, or yes and so yeah they don't know how to get him there but they're like in the meantime Rotaski's like come find me every single day and i will train you he's like i can't get past them and she's like well i'll train you so that you get better so you can so we can make it through this uh training montage happens where he escapes he shows up with Rataski. um he's in this it's like this shooting range with this long this arm with these blades all the arms with blades yeah that are supposed to mimic the aliens giant claw machine yeah yeah just beating the heck out of him and and every time he fails like he's broken a leg or something like that trying to get better Rataski just shoots him in the head and he She's always like, tries right. to plead with her yeah. like no i'm fine i'm fine yeah like, one of the yeah. last times like his leg is like clearly broken and he's yeah. dragging himself on the floor and she's like all right try it later and shoots him in the head yeah um till until he gets pretty good um they both go into battle together they're trying to get beyond the battle to some sort of transportation to go try to find the hive mind that's in his visions the area and to stop it essentially yeah um they get further and further further and further and eventually they get to this point where they get past the battle um together they end up in like this trailer park they hijack a van with a trailer on it Mm -hmm. um he he lays the like he shows the lay of the land and she's like, we've tried that one. That one has no fuel. That one yeah. doesn't work. These are the last two I haven't tried. That's, yeah. that's how, yeah. And they get a little further, uh, you know, they get, they eventually escape because there is one creature that I think is like inside the trailer or something like that, or it chases after them. They're able to stop it, um, and escape and they go driving until they get to, uh, a point that has a helicopter. This yep. is like just abandoned farmhouse that has a helicopter in it. And then there is, it's kind of another th- jump in time, essentially, where b- between the conversation that Rataski and um, Cage have while trying to get this helicopter up and running, you realize this isn't the first time that they've made it this far. Yeah. Tom Cruise eventually lets slip and she's like, how many times have we been here? Because he guesses like how much sugar he, she wants in her tea. Yeah. He's starting to have feelings for her. And- yeah. Because he knows that if, and he eventually lets loose by saying, um, she's like, you got to tell me like how many times have we been here? Mm-hmm. And he goes, no matter what I do, no matter what happens, this is as far as you go. Yeah. 
like one of us makes it, but it's only me. You die here. And so he doesn't want to keep going because he knows she's going to die. As soon as they go out to start up the helicopter, one of the aliens is going to pop out of this barn and kill them mm-hmm. or kill her. And I kind of can't remember. Like, I think she says like, well, that's too bad or something like that. And you've got to do it. Right. And um, he, he can't let go of the idea of her dying yeah. again because yeah. he's watched her die so many times. And- yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think he is less becomes desensitized to himself dying and resetting and doing all of this. What really had torn him apart was watching her die all these times. Yeah. But um, she forces his hand, I think. And um, yeah, she gets the keys to the helicopter, I think. Yeah. somehow. And uh, like he said, as soon as she starts it, you know, one comes out of the yep. backyard or something and takes the helicopter out. Yep. Uh, and I think it was this moment when he decides to just keep going on his own or yeah. he think, kills himself and then he does it the next scene. But, yeah, I think it's the next time. I think that's when he's yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to go through and I'm going to yeah. do this. And, he, and asked, so, he asked for two batteries and this time yeah. and he asked for extra <laughs> ammo. And Yeah, yeah. And like uh, when he's getting ready in his exosuit, like he's hooking it all together and that guy, one of his squad mates comes yeah. to help him and he's like <laughs> flipping off the safety and doing all these things and he's yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. I need extra magazines. <laughs> he's like, you've used this before? And, yeah, yeah. and the guy's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like scared. Um, so he... It, he makes it to the helicopter again. It's him flying in the helicopter now. Cause clearly he's made the decision. I can't take her with me. Um, and he goes to this dam lo and behold, because the alien has a connection with him as well. He's the alien. Doesn't the hive mind doesn't want there to be a human with this power. Like they realize the vulnerability. So they essentially had laid a trap. Yes. For him. Mm-hmm. And the alien, um, after he can't, he realizes it's a trap. He gets backed into a corner. He tries to kill himself, but one of the aliens like hits away his gun. Yep. And then instead nicks like an artery. Yes, exactly. In the cage. And he bleeds out instead. And if he bleeds out, then he, I think they explained it earlier. Like yeah, you'll, they- you'll lose the ability. She briefly, very briefly. Oh, because I think that's that. what happened to her. Yeah, she oh, said she had a, a blood she transfusion. She went to the hospital. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she had a blood transfusion. She's like, so if you lose it, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew this, and the alien knew this. So he bleeds out. He resets for the last time. Mm, right. Not. Not quite. So. Or does he get to kill himself? He does. does he. he uh, I think he. He either jumps to his death or he has a grenade. I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He is able to kill himself. And I think it is a grenade, actually. Yeah. And that's when he comes back and he says, we have to, um, oh, what did he say? I think he comes up this with is a when new they, plan. Yeah, they start going to the general to try and get the the new um, thing to stab into your leg. The, I don't know what that was called. It was a prototype that the guy made Yes, to tap into their telepathy you know oh yeah yeah because so he goes back to the scientist and rataski after he's killed himself to barely in time to keep the ability and he tells them it doesn't work that was a trap you know the dam was a trap and he goes we need to find out where it is and then the scientist is like i built this prototype that 
I, you know, should have let you jack into the hive mind. Yeah, he's got um, to say. I was going to use it with Rataski, <laughs> except she lost her ability. Yes. And so they're like, great, where is it? And he's like, it's in the safe with the leader of the United Forces or whatever. Mm-hmm. Gleason. Gleason. And so, okay, they're like, okay, well, new plan. We try and attempt to infiltrate Gleason's office. And apparently they do this a bunch of times. I don't think it shows a montage of it. They just show them getting up to the steps and Rataski, they're in, you know, uniform, trying to blend in undercover. Rataski's like, okay, what do we do from here? And this time he does say like, I don't know, this is as far as I've ever gotten. Yes. Um, they do make it into his office. Oh, I think maybe they die once, but then they do like one time and then they show the last result. That's right. The first time. And then the most recent time. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last attempt is they actually get into his office and he says, don't pick up that phone or whatever. um, Cause the phone rings. They start to explain all this and basically show like, this is real. What I'm telling you is real. The invasion is going to fail. We need this thing. Um, They retrieve it. They narrowly escape. Right. Oh, no, yes, no, no. Dude, um, does he get captured? They do after they like escape in a vehicle, but then they get stopped. They get in the vehicle. He does actually stab his leg with the device. Oh, while they're in the vehicle in the yeah. chase scene. And that's when he figures out where the where it is. The Omega is. It's, but then they get stopped, um, go unconscious in a car crash, in the car crash, right? Yeah. There's a guy in an exosuit in the street that just yeah punches the car yeah yeah so then he wakes up in the hospital with blood transfusion oh no blood transfusion Um, he's lost his powers but he's like this okay so this is our last chance he um rataski saves him yes yeah and she's about to shoot him in the head before he yeah and he's like no 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 (laughs) i've lost it and he's you know okay so they're like okay what do we do and then um they both go to his squad. They escape the hospital. They both go to his squad who are there in the barracks prepping for the invasion. And they say, they explain everything to them. Yes. Saying like, we're all going to die tomorrow. The invasion isn't going to work. And if you don't believe me, at least you'll, if you won't follow me, follow her. Right. And then Rataski, who is like lauded as, you know, this the super angel soldier. of Verdun. Yeah. The angel of Verdun. Um, she convinces them all to, go along with this plan, which is hijack a, hijack a plane, <laughs> um, fly to where the hive mind is, which is underneath the Louvre yes. in Paris. Yeah. And uh, go kill it. They know it might be a suicide mission, yada, yada. They do it at night, um, but they all do it. So they load up into the plane. They fly to the Louvre, which is really quiet until they get close. Yeah. Right, and then all these aliens start shooting at them um, to bring the plane down. Yes. The plane crashes, I think, into the pyramid of the Louvre. Uh, it's within 100 meters, I think. Yeah, yeah. It crashes, um, and they know they need to get down there. So the remaining soldiers, because I can't remember if some of them uh, die on impact. It's actually, it has to be a little further than that because they, they do stop and they have to think of another way to get further How to in. get there. Yeah. Yeah, because they see all of these aliens like basically, they almost like like look like they're somersaulting. They're like rolling on the yes. ground. Yes. But they see them tumbling towards them. They have a gun, a big gun on the ship still. 
Um, and I think that was the plan is like some of them would stay behind to pave the way while Rataski and Cage make a run for it down into the Louvre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do. And they go running and they make it to Louvre while the others essentially sacrifice themselves for them. Yeah, they all die. They all die. (laughs) Um, They don't make it, but they do. They don't make it. It's like a big crater in the Louvre. Um, So like they have to, they essentially tumble and fall and water is pouring into it because everything is flooded through there. Yes. The, the plane, they managed to get to, to get the plane oh. to fly en- far enough to crash into the pyramid. That, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't fly. It basically skis it's, on the water. Yeah, basically. Because the engine still worked, but the wings weren't there. Yeah. And so it just propels them forward. And it kills a bunch of them. They shoot along. The, I, okay, I remember now. They yeah, crash into the Louvre. That's why I thought it Suspend your disbelief with uh, Tom Cruise like crashing yeah. out of the plane and then tumbling and down. And surviving. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple things where it's like, Ugh, that dude have like yeah, he all would be. broken ribs. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he and Rataski make it somehow. They make it to underneath the Louvre. They encounter two or at least one of the blue aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, but they know they need to get past it in order to make it to the hive mind. Yeah. Um, and I think the hive, man's, hive mind is underwater. Like it's all the way down submerged yes um i think rataski stays behind to fight it off fight the distract and fight the blue one while he goes down with um after the hive mind yeah he has like 10 grenades yeah exactly yeah he has like a shoulder belt of grenades (laughs) and so that's what happens i mean she a battle ensues with her i think fighting that thing and i think she gets beat up but i don't know if they ever see if it ever shows her actually die um yeah i don't remember but he makes it past the blue is going to swim down i think he almost like can't make it right um, yeah because it's so far away he's losing his breath he, but he gets he gets into the water and i believe the blue alien gets close enough to actually like shoot through his chest that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shoot its arm through his chest. Yeah. So he's trying to make it. And I think he, at the last, is able to, you know, like, make a handful of the grenades or one of the grenades hot and drops the rest of them. They sink into the hive mind, which looks like this weird, like, um, cabbage <laughs> with, <laughs> with tentacles sprouting out from underneath it. With, like, a, it all, oh, you know what it looks like? The, the, the sarlacc pit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it has like this beak almost. Um, I thought you were going to reference uh, Starcraft for a minute. It, oh, it, yeah, yeah. It kind of looks big, like that too. Looks like the Overmind a little bit. Yeah, the Overmind. So he, the grenades drop in there. They blow up. He dies. And he wakes up again. Um, mm-hmm. But to find out that all the news, you know, uh, is... Uh, broadcasting that the aliens are dying or they're, they're dead. Yeah. They're just suddenly, they essentially like deactivated. They all drop dead. He remembers Rataski and they were all them do not. Yeah. No one else does, which is weird because he had already lost his ability. 
right? But yeah, but everybody it, resets because the hive mind resets. Yeah, the the hive mind. I don't know if you remember at the last second while he's floating in the water. Yeah, the grenades oh, flo- like float. Yeah, down. the blood from the blue the blood thing. From the, yeah. yeah, I do remember now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever he got it, and the, yeah, the blood from the blue um, guy. Well, from the actual like Omega comes yeah, up through okay. the water. It, it infuses back into him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I remember now. Yeah, and so he resets, but the whole world resets because the hive mind resets. So it yes. jumped time back to just before the invasion that they were going to do, and he remembers it. But here's where it's a little fuzzy. I feel like he still goes to find Rataski, right? He does. Yeah, he does. Um, but what does he say to her? Nothing. Nothing. It just he goes up to her and he like he just takes he just a breath, kind of stares he smiles. At her. Yeah, yeah. And then the, like the music starts. So yeah. yeah, that's good. That was it. That was it. It's a good movie. It is a good movie. It, it made it just, through. Yeah, it started coming back to me as I was just I was able to watch it in my head. There's so much that I remember that would just take too long to go through because all those montages, they just build on each other. Like each new thing, I loved how they did that because it wasn't a boring montage. It's because with every new instance, it showed you something new. Yes. Um, The way he was learning, the way they were learning to fight through the battle, like it made it very cool. Plus the visuals and everything in this movie were great. Yeah, they were. The blend of practical... Like when you watch it, it doesn't look like there's a CG. It's hard to tell that there's like CG soldiers. You know, all the fight scenes are a little closer, you know, tighter framed. Um, And I know they had them in like practical suits and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it just, you know, it's a really good blend and it's a really, it does have some comedy. The action's great. The visuals are great. Yeah, it's a good movie, and I, I have an affinity for all time travel movies, whether they end up being good or bad. But I just love the concept. Uh, yeah, the concept of this was was fantastic. You have the yeah. that a- video the, action t- Groundhog Day. I mean, exactly, it's just it's like awesome. a, a live action video game. It's yeah, pretty much. It's like why so many people like this movie. I think. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it, it definitely blew up after its release for sure. Oh yeah, sleeper hip, sure. Yeah, as people just started eventually talking about it, be like, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. So now I'm actually pretty excited to go watch it on the projector. Oh <laughs> on yeah, like, that'll be a good movie to watch on. I'm there. jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, I'm pretty sure I missed something in here, so I'm gonna go sleep this off, watch the movie, and uh, yeah, we'll be back to record the second part. What are you doing? Find me when you wake up. What? Come find me when you wake up. On your feet, maggot. All right, we are back, and I went and watched the movie. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. 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 Did you go watch it again? I didn't. Oh. No. So the first thing that I, you know, we talked a little bit about this in the first part already, but we had talked about um, just why the the setup for the movie, the very beginning montage um makes you weary because you're like oh this is just another generic sci-fi or yeah you know like there's only one way to explain so much to the audience really quick and it's right. through a montage where right. they can accept it through the news but yeah they quickly follow up with and tom cruise just turning out to be a coward and it happened like really quickly yeah like and convincingly 
because he doesn't try it just once or twice. He tries to convince them not to send them to the front. Like, and here's some names of people that I think would be really good at it, but I suck at this. Yeah. And then he tries to blackmail the general and then he tries to escape, like whenever he's told him that he's going to arrest him. Um, and then that first time around, he tries to run away a couple times when he's in his mech yeah. suit yeah, in line. Like, suit, yeah. They really sell that, like, this dude is scared, you know, and is not a soldier and is a coward. And there's no way that he would be step up to be the hero. Right. And in reality, he's... They're both, I, I like that there's not too much of a one-sided thing. Like, what do you mean? S- somewhere in the story, they do show that Tom Cruise's character, Cage, is a little more essential than Ritaski. Um, than Rita? Yeah, than Rita. But they end up balancing it back out in the end. Because, you know, they show that she dies over and over And that happens twice where he can't get her past the battlefield. And then once he does figure out a way to get her past the battlefield, he can't get her past the helicopter. Yeah. And, um, so I think like they kind of just show twice that like, ultimately he has to do this on his own, but in the end, him and all of his team and Rita have to work together together in order to finally kill them. Like it wasn't just him. Which would have been really frustrating. I think it would have like... I see what you mean. Like the lone hero. Yeah. yeah. I think that would have let, really let the movie down for how it was set up. Yeah. So there's there's one big loophole or a plot uh, hole that I want to point out. And which, it might be just part? me reading into it too much. But if you can remember... All right. So when this when it first happens, we're, the audience is told that when an alpha which is that blue alien that gave him the powers in the first place. When it dies, the Omega, I couldn't remember, we couldn't remember the name of it, but right. the Omega is the hive mind. It resets time. Yeah, it resets back, the day. Back one day. Yeah. 24 hours. Okay. When he, when they kill the Omega, it's well past when he died on the battlefield to ever set the day like, or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It was before the invasion, but it's that night. So it's before he died the first time by, by a few hours. Okay. That's when they go to the Louvre to try to kill the Omega. Yeah. So they kill the Omega before the invasion. He absorbs whatever, but the Omega dies, I guess for the last time and resets the day. Okay. But the time doesn't match up. <laughs> if it reset the day, it would have been before his helicopter flight. When he wakes back up at the very end, he wakes up on the helicopter right yeah, before yeah, yeah. he meets the general. It would have been reset further back. So the time so, to me, okay. the timing doesn't really match. So at the beginning, he arrives on the helicopter, he meets yeah. the general, and then after that, he's arrested, knocked out, same and day, he, and then he ends up on a on some bags, yeah, and at the air, airport, I guess, right? Yeah. So we know for sure it's the same day. Yeah, because they say that uh, whenever he they show back up at the general, uh, the general's office to mm-hmm. convince him 
to give them the uh, little device so that he could tap into the Omega's brain. Right. Uh, he says, when I is like, I never would have guessed or the general says something like, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. To, time. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he says like, I'm really amazed or I never would have guessed I would have seen you or see you back here after I sent you away earlier today. Like he says earlier today. So he's incapacitated, dropped off on the okay. base because in their initial conversation anyway, he says tomorrow's the biggest invasion ever. So this is all happening within one 24 hours. Right. And then he goes on the invasion the next day and it resets back to the time in which he arrived on the base. All right. So, so if they kill the Omega before the invasion, it would have been reset even further behind that. How and much time do you know how much time passes from the time that he arrives like on the regular cycle? Like, is no, it, but it's uh, the next morning. The next morning is when they go to the battle. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, the next day. It's daylight. So out. okay, so he arrives on the helicopter uh what, five hours before Maybe. he arrives on the airstrip. And when they yeah. go to the Louvre, what time do you think of that is? It's in the middle of the night. That's middle the of the thing. night. So but like that could it's be dark. Any, that could be <laughs> that could be like four so, AM. <laughs> yeah, but still like they kill it in the dark. And then nine AM is only five hours out. As like you see what I'm saying? Like I don't know yeah, if it's yeah. Maybe. It's a little I, I see what you mean. They killed it in the dark. <laughs> he probably should have woken back up in the yeah, dark yeah. wherever he was that night <laughs> because the helicopter rides during the day. That's true. And I yeah. don't think there's a massive time gap between as far as, London as far and as light. Paris. Yes, yeah. Yeah, as far as light matching. I when I was just that. watching, I was like, that's really convenient that they just had it written back to the helicopter mm. ride. It's semantically, it looks great. You know, yeah. It starts start the thing. Yeah. Over. And you weren't expecting it, but mm -hmm. and I think... I don't know if the movie would have been better if he just died. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just ends. And then that great music starts. It's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they could have ended it like they be began it with just like a quick montage. But it was satisfying ah. for him to go yeah. uh, meet back up with Ritaski, who I, I think we alluded to this. I kind of forgot. Um, we talked about this in the first part how the movie ended we kind of just said like he ended up smiling like yeah, smiling at her it was a small smirk and when we brought it up then i was like oh it's, is it just like an awkward moment or like how would she even know who he is of course she won't because she won't remember any of it nope. but then i forget like all the other times he had to go meet Explain. her for the first time yeah, yeah. and she would immediately understand so yeah yeah. Interesting. So it's like I, he's about yeah. to say something right when it cuts. So yeah, it yeah, seems like he's, he's like he's inhaling. He's like, yeah, because he he yeah. already uh, consigned himself to being OK with they're all they all died. Right. His whole squad, Rutaski, right. him like they were all OK with it, which I thought was also a good part of this. But I really can't undersell how good of a job. I don't know who wrote this. Do you know who wrote this? Well, it's based on a, a the book, like a manga or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought a graphic novel or something. Yeah, yeah. And the, I was about to bring I'd that like up. To get the my whole, hands on that. The whole title of the movie changed, I think, twice. I do remember that. Yeah, I do and remember it's, reading it's about still, that. Still, even even where where I watch it on Vudu, it says "Live, Die, Repeat: Colon yep. Edge of Tomorrow." Yep. Yeah, because I think after they released it. Yeah. Out of the theater and it released to like streaming and Blu-ray and all that. I think that's when they included the full title. Yes. 
because I, I was just looking for it before we started, and I was like, where the heck is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it started with E. No. Yeah, because that's whenever it really caught fire, and I think like once they realized, oh, that we, uh, I think we got a hit on our hands, at least through other sales. Because mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I think it made some money, but I don't think it like blew everybody out of the water, and if I remember correctly, it really wasn't marketed that well. So it wasn't like... It was based on the manga and novel... All You Need Is Kill by Hiroshi Sakurazaka. Hmm. Anyway, um, but like you said, uh, in the trivia, at least on IMDb, it says after the film's box office failure in the U.S., uh, its marketing strategy was changed slightly for its DVD release, and that's where they changed the title. Right. You know, the tagline was emphasized heavily. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in... If I remember right, like being marketed here, like it just didn't explain the movie or give you enough Mm -mm. explanation to make you go like, oh, that's the movie I'm going to go watch because it really didn't. It it was pretty vague. It it was was just, just, yeah, it was just a movie about, you know, aliens invading and Tom Cruise going to kill them in a mech suit. Like, why would you? (laughs) And I totally remember, like, I did not go see it in theaters and I was not excited about it until I I heard about it, like people starting to talk about it. And then I was like, oh, that's very interesting. Even, even when you start conversations with people about it, you're like, uh, what, what could possibly, you know, pull me into this? You're like, oh, time travel. Oh, what? (laughs) Well, whoever wrote this, they did an amazing job. And I don't know if it's just a mixture of probably director-writer collaboration, but it really can't undersell how good of a job they did planting, like we talked about in the first part, where you might be watching a scene, uh-huh. and at the beginning part of the scene, the first half of the scene, you're convinced you're watching this attempt at the beach or this right. conversation with this person or this area for the first time. Yeah. But then by the second half of the scene, you've realized we're watching it for the first time, but Tom Cruise's character has lived it probably 50 times. Right. And you know that the the full and advantage that uh, making a film has is just the amount of takes you do. Right. <laughs> and you can just uh, make, make Tom Cruise do the same thing over and over again. You could tell how tired he is and how, yeah. you know, just, it was, just do that. And It was just so scenes. good. It was like it was so subliminal. And even rewatching it and knowing what was coming up, it was still just like really good because they didn't allude to the next scene being the next thing they're going to attempt a hundred times. Because early on, it was just him like trial and erroring. Right. And so there was no like, all right, so now we're going to try this. Um, and it's great. It really just sells the whole time travel and how like daunting and how much that would weigh on somebody to just because time doesn't go any faster for him no so he, has he literally has to keep doing live like the full hours over. of the day right over that, and over the whole opening portion the boot camp and yeah dealing with that over and over again you have like, to do that every time imagine him trying to think of the quickest way to get through the the situation yeah. the quickest answer that no one will keep talking you know yeah and eventually uh, coming up with it like they put it together yeah, yeah, they. I, I do have to applaud them for the fact that they didn't make it repetitive, even though it was literally repetitive. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no, I think that, and they did it by making those scenes like that because yeah. if, if you watched too many of them, you would have got annoyed. And even they do that in the first montage of him arriving on the base and dying on the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they start to cut the time and make yeah. a lot of jump cuts through the through the day which i mean yeah. it was just really well shot and really well written i feel like and like even the dialogue i thought it was all really good it was it was a good movie mm-hmm. and they didn't oversell like any romantic aspects between um cage and rita yeah no it was they could have leaned a lot heavier into it and really kind of made it feel like a, every other generic relationship i in mean a movie, you can but. you can make it how you can take that however you want the relationship that they both have right you can take it like just a friend that you just keep seeing dying over yep. and over again like, yeah yeah even the kiss at the end it doesn't seem like it's like because you're so in love but how could you not when you've been through these harrowing experiences with right. this person over and over for what you assume is like hundreds of times right i just thought i thought about that while i was watching i was like they really never tell you how many but she says that she watched her friend die yeah 200 something times or whatever yeah and so you assume that he's probably around that number of days at least <laughs> could you that's like could you imagine doing this for a like a year <laughs> for a year yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a year of your life you just spent like re- waking up and having I am, to fight and all that right i am curious to know if like you know his uh you know how you have that survival instinct yeah. i wonder if that lessened at all over time you know because oh. like he's so used to dying numbed yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that, yeah like, like <laughs> <laughs> it was a, like when he's in the hospital bed and he's had the transfusion and he stops her from killing yeah. him immediately like what if he just had a lapse in judgment for a minute and just yeah, was like, like oh yeah oh, it's fine wait just yeah yeah oh shit that'll kill me yeah yeah no yeah yeah i didn't even think about that like how do you keep living yeah. without accidentally letting yourself because you already know or, right you know what yeah. it's like to die so right like you don't have the appreciation for living as much as someone else who'd never had that happen. So yeah. 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 And I'm glad they included the scene where, um, they do show his fatigue, even Mm -hmm. though they don't tell you how many it is, how many days, but where he just decides, yeah, they don't even have to, they just show him like in different situations. Just that. Yeah. He drives away from the base. He escapes Mm -hmm. the base. He goes to have a beer, flips out on some people about, what's yeah. going on and their viewpoints and and then turns out that even, even if he does that to escape they invade london yeah they invade and, london mm-hmm. and kill everybody anybody anyway it's just it's just good i kind of want to rewatch it now again <laughs> it is a good movie like it's it's a right balance of action and some comedy and well written and i mean emily blunt's great and yeah and the um, comedy is totally organic too it's not like they went out of their way to make it funny. It just happened no. to be funny because of it, there the situation. Was, I can't remember the scene. I should have written it down. There was one part where some, I don't know how to describe it, some lighthearted music plays a little bit where it's a, they kind of lean into the comedy portion of the um, montage. I think it's his training montage where he's fighting thinking, those robots. I was thinking the same thing. When you said that, I was like, I bet it's the robots. Yeah, I think it is. And at that point, I did notice it. And I was like, uh, like if they did that anymore, then the movie really would have felt less, like yeah. there was less gravity to it because you mm-hmm. needed some consequence. And yeah, I think did. her dying over and over and him not being able to figure out ways to keep her alive, I think that mm-hmm. added the consequence to it where... Yeah, it was good. 
Yeah, it was. I don't. Other than that plot hole, which, like you said, may not be a big plot hole, but other than that, I like I thought it was all really good. Yeah. Like I couldn't think of any really other critiques about it. And I don't, I don't know if they could do another one. I wish they could, or something else along the same lines. But Oof, we, haven't, we haven't had a lot of good time travel movies here recently because I feel like I love Christopher Nolan, but I feel like his obsession with time in movies is uh his obsession his obsession with a plot manipulation and like yeah. tenet and memento especially yeah. and just everything yeah with time and yeah it just slowly to, follow, it's slowly like losing its um draw and its effect to being mm-hmm. like oh this is amazing type thing like i'd love to see a fresh take on a time travel movie like looper was another one that popped up that yeah was just like, oh, this is fresh and new, like, and it's a time travel that applied in a really good way. Yeah, I really like yeah. that. That's a good movie. Looper is a cool movie. <laughs> is that on our sure. list? It should be on our list. I, I think it is. That's good to be. I've seen okay. it three or four times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, so <laughs> we're, I, I tried to remember anything that we forgot, but I'm pretty sure we got through the whole movie. I, I don't think we really missed a scene. I think there were a couple things out of place, and obviously we didn't have full details in all the scenes, but I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. we got through, like, as I was watching it, pretty sure we got through every scene. Oh, yeah. 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 It does jump. It does move a lot quicker than I remembered it. I thought there was a lot more setup, but really it goes from that montage to him landing, to him being arrested, to that first day's death pretty yep. quick yeah yeah heck <laughs> of my ass <laughs> oh yeah i i mean you remembered a lot more of it but i i wish i remembered more of the dialogue through that whole scene because they do repeat it and that's one of the parts where tom cruise's character actually like cage points out you're about to say this and you're about to say this and i know this about you because yeah. it all that dialogue is pretty great I wish, like, I think that Bill Paxton was just genius casting for that role. Yeah. <laughs> Small little thing, but it sounded great, and he looked great. Yeah. And all the people in the squad, uh, since they were all different shapes and sizes and uh, genders, like, it did make you feel like, oh, this isn't a normal military. This is just, like, volunteers of humans trying to or fight like off aliens. left, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're just conscripted into the military. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's it's pretty great. Yeah. Good details. And again, there wasn't that much CG. Obviously, the aliens are super CG, but mm-hmm. when you saw, aside from him dropping in the dropship and being attached to the cable for that one most of the people running around, I'm sure the stuff in the background, but the people who are in sharp focus for those fights, it was all pretty practical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like you know, their suits and Tom Cruise fighting, and it was, and even um, him and Rita during the uh, the beach assault where they're trying to get their steps matched up right, yeah, and making all the right decisions to get to the end of the through the beach. There, it's practical, like it's wire work and stuff like that. Them flying through the air, being drugged across across the ground with their mech suits, and yeah, it was all practical. So it really sold it yeah it is yeah i hope uh, if anybody's listening to this and you've already watched the uh, <laughs> edge of the Mind, you're like oh, yeah, you guys are have a, yeah, they just <laughs> and they, they're in love with this movie it's not that great but uh, you just got to keep an open mind it's a good yeah. blend 
they release. Yeah. Well, that was Edge of Tomorrow. I hope everyone goes to watch it. And I say that I don't think I forgot anything, but I bet there is something and you can go point it out to us and send us an email. Yeah. Yeah. Do you re- do you remember anything that I missed? Me? Yeah. No. I can't I can't think of anything. Like I the only thing that really stuck out was the the plane at the end of the Louvre. How it, oh, like it yeah, crashed yeah. first. It didn't, then, yeah. And then they that's it. sled it into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and you pointed it out, but I don't know why they didn't think about this, but yeah, all of the hits that they took. Um right. and they do show that they're injured, like, you know, like they're limping and stuff, but uh, just the crash into the Louvre would have killed probably both right. of them. There was a lot of plot especially armor in both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he I was mean, like on the wing when they crashed. I was like, yeah. he's dead. <laughs> yeah. They Just show died. him like splashing the water and then like fleeing off of it. But yeah. he flung off of it like a hundred feet onto concrete, rolls onto, con- onto yes. another concrete. Like, yeah, you would have been dead. Um <laughs> severely maimed. You wouldn't be able to walk. Like they could have still made him look like badasses with more practical events. Like yeah. so it's yeah it's a movie <laughs> it's a movie but it's i mean like what was the purpose because they're not being sold as superhuman right you know they're wearing exoskeleton military suits so it's not like they're super soldiers um they're just humans <laughs> <laughs> yeah going against all odds and yeah i feel like i had something else about it but oh the very ending they don't show rita die but it's another it one happens. of those. Yeah, yeah. You assume, and I think they show the alien like just because it stops. It. it chases her over what like a couple cars, and then yeah. they go off screen, and he's going down the crack, and then all of a sudden yeah. the blue aliens on him trying to yeah. get to him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I think they show for a brief moment like it's flinging its tendrils towards where she w- the car she would have been at, mm-hmm. and so you don't have to see it, but you know like she just died a gruesome death so that you could save the world. Right. And so now you got to go try and save it. Um, yeah. Great. It's a good movie. What's, do you have a favorite part of that movie? Uh, just everything about, just about everything it? about his character arc, I think is my favorite. Cause I trying to think back on movies that Tom Cruise has done, at least in the past 20 years. Yeah. The last one before this movie that I liked him in was collateral. Um, as far yeah. as just purely acting and as a character. Oh yeah. Um, cause most, most movies, he just, he's just, you know, Tom, he Cruise. doesn't lose himself yeah. in his character very so often when he is the coward. It's just great to see that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like killed and it's like, well, yeah, that's how it would go. Right. He loses um, his fear. Yeah. And yeah, I just like that part. And his spirit is broken. Like, <clears throat> I think and all the times he he the trial and error on the battlefield when he dies and you just hear him scream yeah. Go, ah! yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like he gets nailed by the the jeep or whatever driving on the beach and yeah. then the very next scene instead of showing the a quick montage to get him to that point it's just him just getting past the truck yeah. like yeah showing every little minor mistake that he has to learn from but he has to do it by reliving the whole day <laughs> the whole day oh god i would just like you would lose your mind and they do show beyond the one where he escapes and has a beer and just lets the battle happen when he decides after um, Rita dies in the helicopter and tells him, tells 
Cage her middle name mm-hmm. after he tries to convince her not to start it up and go. He's like lost all hope. Yeah. And that's the, that's the one where he's like doesn't smile, doesn't engage with anybody. The one guy makes the joke about, hey, there's something wrong with your suit. There's a dead guy in it. And yeah. he repeats the line and just like stares at him. <laughs> you know, like that that whole blip where he just decides to go without Rita. Yeah, doesn't he yeah, just watch her. that guy just get crushed by the oh, thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. And just yeah, he lands and instead of saving him again, he just yeah. lets him die. Like I thought that was also just a great the the music changes tone, mm-hmm. his face. I thought that was all sold really well as being just like just I have no anymore. more to give. So I'm just gonna end this shit now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm okay with Rita being dead and all that and myself dying. I'm gonna go kill it. But it ends up being a trap at the Exactly. Um, yeah. So Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. You got anything else? I don't think so. It was a good pick. That was a fun pick because it's a good movie. It's a cool movie, and I hope more more people go watch it, even though I have no stake in the game. Why do I care? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not making any money off of this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Tom Tom Cruise isn't going to send me a royalty check. (laughs) Yeah, like, (laughs) go watch it or (laughs) don't. Do what you want. (laughs) If for no other reason, if, if you like movies, it's a good one. If you like time travel movies, it's a... It it just weaves the time travel in where you believe it so quickly and easily and understand it pretty quickly. Like Lish watched it with me and she only missed the last 10 minutes. She made it so far. She only fell asleep for the last oh, really? 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, she, and she was intrigued. But the only time she was confused is before they got close to the scene where it was explained how he had these powers. Because she just so, okay, so she, like, you know the blood you know, transfusion the, aspect of it. She yeah, missed. yeah, because all of a sudden the day repeated and did it a couple of times. She's like, I don't understand what's going on. Why is he reliving really living right. the same day? And right, and uh, I said, Oh, you're you're you'll find out just like literally three minutes from now when he that was meets that up was the one thing. Yeah, that was the one thing that I didn't get when I first watched it was the fact that he would lose it if he had a blood transfusion. I didn't know that it had anything to do with his blood because yeah. I missed that line where Rhea oh. said, "Like, because it's only explained once." Yeah, it happened to me. Yeah, and th- oh yeah, that does remind me. And this is really not that big a deal. A couple of times where they were trying to figure out how else to do this, like he. <laughs> Makes the and this is like the only time. They oh make yeah, <laughs> there's sexual tension, which there's none between them. But he makes like the. Have you tried? Have you tried giving this to somebody you else? Know, like, yeah. Have you tried everything? <laughs> you know, like it's everything. Like, and she's like, yeah, I tried that. Why did she try it? <laughs> you know, at the time. Uh, uh, was it because she was a sucky soldier and she was trying to give it to a better soldier? You know, at the time, That's was good, it her yeah. friend? Like, like, why did she? Why did she go through that? And then it'd be interesting to see that what she went through. Yeah, yeah. And there was another thing uh, that she met, like mentioned about trying. Um, uh, it's some whenever they're trying to figure out like why can't we do this or why can't we do that, and she sent, ends up saying like giving them the same answer like I've tried everything. It's like, well, why did you try to give it away? Or why did you try that? And it just made me want to know more <laughs> about what occurred. I so. feel like in the writer's minds, I'm going to have been a throwaway line just for like some humor. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, then I, when you think about no it, doubt. when you really think about it, you're like, 
why did she try that? <laughs> yeah. Because for all we knew, she's a dedicated, she even points it out like, no, I'm a soldier. I volunteered for this. I'm going to fight and I'm going to go through this, through it in the end. Cause Tom Cruise tried to, to convince her not to come along on the final leg of the mission. Right. Cause he doesn't want her to die. She's like, no, I'm going, I volunteer for this. I'm a soldier. So she clearly has like the dedication and determination. So when she first got the power, what was the motivation for her to try to pass on the power to someone else? I feel like it, maybe it wasn't that she was trying to pass it on. It just happened. Like uh, maybe it was just out uh, of, and then like nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That went, that, just, that would make more sense to me than. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, that's the end of this episode. I guess we don't really have anything else to talk about. What do you think? Battle is the great redeemer. The fire crucible in which the only true heroes are forged. One place where all men truly share the same rank, regardless of what kind of parasitic scum they were going in.